Hello and welcome to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast where we take on pop culture one scene at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm your other host, Brian. All right. Welcome, Brian. Welcome, listeners. And today we have a, a, a special guest with us. All the way from Tronologically Speaking, it's a podcaster and science fiction author, Duncan Shields. Welcome, Duncan. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Greetings, program. Greetings, Welcome. program. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, it's, it, it's good to have you. Um, uh, here for a very special episode, uh, continuing, well, not very special, just a regular special, but uh, continuing our series on, on bus drivers in pop culture. Today, we we're talking about Ron Wilson, bus driver. From the, the Ron Wilson, the the Ron Will from the 2005 blockbuster superhero hit Sky High, and uh, this this is a this is a new one to me. I think I just heard about this film. Oh, really? Two weeks ago, I think you turned on to cool. it. Yeah, you I think it came. It? You did. Oh, okay. Brian, yeah, yeah. My my, <laughs> buddy, my buddy Brian. I think, and I think it was like during the recording, our previous episode. Um, or thereabouts, like around the corner, we were talking about, you know, talking about bus drivers and bus driving movies. And uh, yeah, Brian, you mentioned you mentioned the Sky High, and I'm like, I never seen it. So, um, so yeah, since this was, this, you know, kind of your pick, and, and you uh, you turned me onto it, as the kids say, why don't you give us a little summary about, um, you know, who who is Ron Wilson? Well, Ron Wilson is just the just the bus driver looking to become a superhero. You know, it's something we all strive to be mm-hmm. and uh but he in this movie he drives the kids to uh sky high and uh he brings them there brings them back and the the bus the bus is not not like our speed bus driver and not like our quick change bus driver this one not only do you drive but you also fly it right right so he's a pilot also and uh <laughs> i mean he, he he wants to be a superhero and I think he's got good powers. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how it how it ends up for him. Um, yeah. Would, would you say he's not maybe not the bus driver we want, but the bus driver we need? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I thought this was this was a very fortunate pick because he seemed to combine a lot of the qualities. Like if you mashed up all the the different bus drivers we've talked about so far, so he's got sort of the 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 you know ruling the bus he's the captain of the ship he he lays down the law uh the way our bus driver and quick change did and then like annie did in speed he he drives off the end of an unfinished overpass (laughs) and like you said you know in this case though that the bus can fly so he does it on purpose um but then also like otto we talked about otto from the simpsons who's a school bus driver who's maybe a little bit too friendly with the the children sometimes. And I think Ron Wilson sometimes maybe fraternizing with, with the students. So he's kind of a mixture of, of all those things. Um, so like, so uh, let's get our, our guest involved. Duncan, what's, what's your history with sky high and, and what's your impression of Ron Wilson? Well, I saw sky high a really long time ago. Um, not too long after it came out and I was like I just loved it because there's a couple of movies out there like you said you hadn't heard of it until recently right Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's it's because of like I think it kind of suffered the same fate as mystery men 
you know, mm-hmm. like it came out at a time when it was it was riffing on something that wasn't happening yet. Right. Right. You know, it's yeah. like it's like riffing on superhero movies. But at that point, 2005, there were a few, but there wasn't like enough to sort of lampoon. There wasn't that critical mass out there that you could make a funny movie about it, that you could sort of send a love letter to comics. Like it was good for comic book fans, but uh, I think it kind of went under the radar for a lot of people. And it's such a fun film. It's such a good film. It's really, it's, uh, it's really, really good. And, you know, my history with... Ron Wilson is just that I really like that actor a lot. I loved him in Super Troopers, and uh, I think he's hilarious. And when he showed up in the movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's that guy. Oh, we're in for a treat. This is wonderful. Fantastic. So I'm really, really uh, happy. I like his portrayal. He's a very good bus driver. That's uh, something, you know, he gets gets a lot of flack in the film, but he's an amazing bus driver. Like you said, he's a, he's a pilot, too. He's a, yeah, he's a pilot right. as well. It's, right, right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Kevin Heffernan, like you said, from Super Troopers and Beer Fest and, and Super Troopers too. Um, yeah, and this was this was really fun with me. I I think a really fun for me. I think I may have heard of it, and then maybe in my mind had confused it with Spy Kids somehow. Uh, well, sure. I think there's a maybe a few. There's a production overlap with a few people or something. It has that vibe for sure. Yeah, but but so I like really going in, I'm like, wait, so there's no, like no Antonio Banderas. Like, and then, so it was all new to me. And then, yeah, the, the, the adult cast is great. In, in addition to Kevin Heffernan playing Ron Wilson, bus driver. Um, we've got Kurt Russell and, and Kelly Preston, um, the recently yeah. deceased, uh, poor one out. Yeah. Her. Rest um, in peace, Kelly, Kelly Preston. Yeah. But just playing kind of the, the, the parents of the main character, um will but then uh yeah linda carter so it's, it's sky high it's about a high school for superheroes for folks that haven't seen it but then linda carter as principal power uh bruce campbell is the the gym teacher cloris he's Leakman. so funny in this by oh, the way he, i mean he's great in everything he's so funny oh and the best scene so there's what the one kid who's a shapeshifter not the um not the guinea pig but the like the mimic who like, oh, yeah. turns into him, and then you you get a little bit of like two Bruce Campbells. I'm like, give give those to us a, a movie. Give you know, I want <laughs> to spin right. off with the two Bruce Campbells. The good Ash and bad Ash, right? That was yeah, that was good. Um, but then yeah, Clor- Cloris Leachman as the school nurse, and and Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall as a couple of teachers. I mean, just uh, the, and that's just it's it's. Car- it's- it's character actor like heaven, right? They're they're so in, and then uh, uh, Jim Rash is in it too. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, yeah. from yeah. like way before Community. Yeah, and and this and they're they're all supporting cat, you know, supporting members. It's really about you know the main character is one of the students, and it's really about the students in this high school. So that's just the supporting cast, um, you know, around the, the the great child actors. Although they're probably like all in their thirties at this point, but they're playing high yeah. school kids. Oh, the way you know what blew my but you know what blew my mind? Mm-hmm. I looked, I, I was checking this out. I was uh, the character War and Peace, the main, um, you know, foil yeah. for the lead there. I was like, wow, this guy looks so familiar. I wonder what he's doing now. And I looked him up, and he's the lead in The Expanse. Okay, oh. the, 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 the television show The Expanse. Yeah, Except he's got short hair. He's got right. short hair in The Expanse, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the lead from The Expanse. Well, I guess. 
I guess he uh, he went off and he did something. There you go. You know, it was hard. I was like the other ones. Were, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he does look look very different. Yeah, yeah. Short hair really changes him. Now, do we know what what month did this come out? Now we can talk about that a little bit. So this came out in July. Because I'm wondering, uh, did Batman know. Begins come out before it? It might have been around the same time. It did. Because I was wondering, I'm like, what? And I looked this up because like, what came out that summer? What came out around that time that maybe sometimes something that has a big opening weekend that kind of... Um, so, so at that point, where it is? So Batman, yeah, Batman Begins and I think War of the Worlds came mm. out in June. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And like the big movie summer. So then you had um, Revenge of the Sith came out in May. Then you had Batman Begins and War of the Worlds came out in June. And then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out two weeks before this did, earlier in July. So it just like, it got pulled over. I mean, this was, so according to IMDb, do I still have the number? I can't, I don't see the number where this fell. But this, I mean, it, it grossed, it had a $14 million opening weekend. And it grossed, oh, here it was. It grossed 86 million worldwide. And was number thirty nine in uh, grossing movies of two thousand five. So thirty nine, not bad. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah, it, it, in terms of like recognition, like the the movies of the summer. Oh, and also, I mean, so I was talking about you've got kind of Batman Begins as a, a superhero movie. I mean, two thousand five to me, summer two thousand five is I think Wedding Crashers which was the number five was movie of that year. Really? Yeah. Was that all the way back then? Jeez, yeah. Wedding Crashers was yeah. massive. And then uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin came out in August. So just a, oh, okay. uh, so two weeks after this. Um, so yeah, so there was, you know, kind of a couple big blockbusters. And then in terms of like, and that, that you know, that, that Batman, the, the Nolan Batman series is really kind of a different thing in terms of, I mean, this is closer to, the, the feel of a Marvel universe thing, which like you said, I mean, Iron Man came out in 2008. So it's really yeah like okay. mystery, man. It's kind of parodying a thing that isn't even a thing yet. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's for parodying, like foreshadowing with a parody <laughs> thing for parody. For parody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I wonder, it's kind of a, um, I don't know if it's, you know, as hard to sell as some other, "Quote unquote cult classics that really didn't, you know, get big in the, you know, get a big response in the in the box office that, but kind of yeah became big in home video. But I really think this is, you know, as an adult watching it for the first time, I was entertained. I laughed. You know, I, I was and I was involved. Like I, I thought the story. I knew, you know, no one's gonna die. You know, the good yeah. guys are gonna win in the end. But yeah. I didn't see how it was going to happen. You know, there were a lot of things. Some things were predictable. Some things weren't. Um, and then kind of bringing it back to the theme of, of of bus drivers and buses. You know, you kind of had you had a bus full of Chekhov's guns. Like so they had right. so they have a scene in the beginning where they go through. It's the first day of high school and all the new uh, students kind of show their power to get assigned. Are you going to be a hero or are you going to be a sidekick? And then it's like, you know, it's it's loading up the chambers of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. And then again, it's like all these particular powers come into play. 
Yeah, that big sort of finale sequence at the end where all the power all the powers get used that you were that were introduced. But it was a good lesson about, you know, teamwork, everyone kind of contributing their yeah. own little thing. And it was it's like you're it was like riffing on cuz they get assigned hero or sidekick and that mm-hmm. wasn't something that was like the Marvel feel wasn't happening yet. The heroes that we knew at that time were all dark, mm-hmm. you know, all like every, everyone was Batman. <laughs> so, you know, no one was Batman, you know, like, and, uh, and, but when you start talking about sidekicks, you're talking about sixties heroes. So I think that if, if you go in blind, if you go in as a comic book fan and as a superhero fan, you're like, Oh, this is gold. This is hilarious. But as a, uh, somebody who goes in blind and doesn't collect comics or whatever, and is only familiar with Batman, of the of the time then yeah you'd be like i don't really know what i'm watching right now right you could you could enjoy it you could have a few laughs but uh yeah i don't know it's uh it's a it's a strange beast i i sort of feel like if it had come out 10 or 15 years later um it would have done a lot better yeah and what an interesting take to have like you know practically superman's son with no powers seemingly no power yeah yeah, so right? cool. It's like it's a good one. And I was just gonna say on that, you know, it, there are a lot of different things. There's that, you know, the hero sidekick dichotomy. There's the whole child parent expectations, and if you're a child of a successful parent, how do you live up to that and that kind of pressure? And then there's like teen crushes and first love kind of things. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that's handled really well. Yeah, and I really like the idea of your powers come in during puberty. Like that's a central conceit of the film. That's kind of it echoes. Uh, did you ever read The Inhumans? Yes. There's some com- there's some comics called The Inhumans, and when you're a teenager, you get exposed to the Terrigen mists, and that, and then you get a a power where you can either turn purple no big deal who cares or you can like explode into fire and cause a lot of damage so you get to be part of the royal guard so it's its own kind of sorting prop uh sorting process of do you have a a power that's kind of useless and no good or do you have a power that could really be put to use in terms of protecting the royal family and it's kind of similar here and i, I like that that idea that it's kind of a roll of the dice that it doesn't really reflect your personality you know you just you either get a good power or you don't and it's kind of unfair, and I like uh, I like that. I kind of like that. I was kind of almost hoping that the main character would never get his powers and like sort of team up with Ron with uh, with Ron Wilson. It was kind of like, oh, he gets the powers. <laughs> okay, good. All right, he got his powers. That's cool. I don't know what the central message is now, but okay, I'm glad he got his powers. Yeah, I mean that would have been a nice message that you're you know you can be special being human, and you don't need powers and um well yeah and it's also that like when he's talking to his dad there's that mom dad i i have something to tell you (laughs) you know like i'm not what you think i am you know and there's that that you know that sort of i don't know the the, i i i'm gonna vote for a different presidential candidate in the next (laughs) election or like i i i have a different you know inclination than you than you were hoping i would have or something so it was that wonderful sort of awkward conversation to have except it's i don't i don't have any powers and i don't even care dad i'm gonna go hang out with sidekicks (laughs) and he's like what what you know pretending to be okay for a second and then he freaks out when it's apparent that it's all true that was great that was just a lot of really good moments 
good yeah but i like i thought that was cute kind of yeah kind of an example of like of you know i guess you know bringing home um you know someone your parents might not approve of bringing someone with like crazy hair or something like that but for but but for this family it was bringing home the sidekicks because they're the, the the outside crowd yeah, Kurt Russell's first reaction is like, "So, oh, it's so nice of you to be so charitable, <laughs> yeah. you know, bringing these bringing these losers to uh, to our house. That's really that's really big of you, you know. That's his first reaction, like, right? But but that's a good lesson too. That that just the, the whole sidekick part of it, like, is what I took from it. It's just like, yeah, you you need you need all different types. You you need you can't all be Michael yeah. Jordan. You you know you need to be uh, <laughs> coming off the bench, right." You need you need the the Steve Kerr's and the... yeah yeah you need the Steve Kerr basically <laughs> yeah which is good I mean because that's that's you know it's okay it's great to be a solid role player yeah did you uh, did you ever read the comic Top Ten No I, that I didn't. was another that was that was another Alan Moore uh, comic but it was about a police precinct in a city where everybody has superheroes. So you've got people with super speed powers are like delivering pizzas, you know, those people with heat vision are like just cooking hot dogs at the hot dog stand, you know, like this, just people doing stuff with their superpowers in a very regular kind of way. And the cops have superpowers, but they're just, of course they do because they're of that town, you know? So I like the, uh, there's a bunch of superheroes just doing regular stuff, just hanging out, having a job, being accountants, doing whatever. And I like that uh, that idea. It was kind of something I want to see more of. Like it was something that I hoped that Bright was going to be, and then mm-hmm. that kind of oh. didn't, didn't quite yeah. didn't quite stick yeah. the landing. But the the premise, urban fantasy as a genre, is something I I really want. And I want to have a superhero movie that is like NYPD Blue or something, except everybody has superheroes. That's kind of what I'm hoping for for the She Hulk series. That uh, it is an actual crime procedural. It is an actual courtroom drama just that it's with superheroes you know so and then it's not doesn't try to be super funny or cute you know i just want to see that creature and if it fails it fails and then i'm like okay yeah. that that obviously doesn't work but but this was uh this was a lovely film sky high was a good film and ron wilson it's a great i like the yeah, ron uh, wilson. transformation the transformation of the bus into the flying bus was very much uh <laughs> where we're going we don't need roads kind we of we don't need uh, where we're going moment, you know yeah yeah, that, that was a little surprise. Now, and I want to talk, there was a little, just before that, just before the, the bus drives off the end of the overpass and, and takes off, there was another surprise. So I'm I'm coming into this. All I know is that we're, we're doing a series of shows on bus drivers, and there's a bus driver in this movie. That's And I'm, I'm going in blank. So I turn it on, I watch, oh, superheroes, comic book. Oh, there's the couple. Oh, he's, he's the, the kid. He doesn't really have powers. He's hiding it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want his his father to know. And so, the first day of high school, walks to the bus, gets on, and we're introduced. Oh, I'm like, oh, there's I know that guy. It's Ron Wilson, bus driver. That's yeah. great. And he finds out that so that the, the main character um, in this Will right. Let me check my notes. Yeah. So Will yeah, is. Think, yeah, yeah. He's not just the son of two superheroes. He's the son of like the best two superheroes. He, he Will Stronghold or no, sorry, yeah. So he's Will. He's son of the commander, who's Kurt, Kurt Russell, who's like the strongest man, uh, you know, on the planet. And yeah. um, his mother is Jetstream, 
who can fly at supersonic speeds and is the master of all unarmed combat. So he's, you know, he's got a pedigree. He's got something to live up to. And when Ron finds out who he is and who his parents are, he's like, oh, you've got to sit in the front. And then it's, um, was it Ethan? It's the... the African American boy that he's I'm like, yeah. no, you can't tell the African American oh, no. boy to sit in the back of the bus. You can't Oh, that. I didn't even I didn't even notice that yeah, at the I time. Oh my god. Either. Yeah, he, he tells one oh. yeah, he's like one kid, you get up and give your seat uh, to Will. And I'm like, you yeah. can't you can't send the little African American oh, boy no. to the back of the bus. Don't send him to the back I'm like, what did what what move and that you know it's and in the end, Will does not take the seat no he doesn't take the offer he doesn't take the offer ethan sits down he keeps his seat at the front of the bus and the rest of it's fine but i'm like for that just and this is like seven or eight (laughs) minutes into the film and we've just met the bus driver and i'm like what did brian what is what movie is brian telling me to watch do i need to be worried (laughs) (laughs) and I, i i don't think it was um so Ethan is one of the, the the other freshmen that's that's going to you know it's his first day of high school along with with the other main characters and I think it's just yeah. like he's the smallest and that's yeah, why yeah. that's why he's he's you know yeah. being volunteered to give up his seat for Will Strong. Well, he was yeah he was he was in the front and he's also you know he's got big glasses he's got a backpack he's like very. I, I just saw more as a yeah a tiny nerdy kid yeah that was like being being picked on you get out yeah I mean I don't you know, I, 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 I I'm I'm sure that the the director and the writers and everyone else they're not doing it because he's African American but just no. in that moment I'm like ooh this doesn't look good <laughs> but so, <laughs> that's a testament to the scene like it didn't even cross my mind yeah, yeah, how you I, say I, it I'm like oh my gosh yeah but I was I was so okay. glad when. Will didn't take the offer and Ethan yeah. kept his seat yeah. in the front of the bus and, and everyone was all yeah. equal and, and, you know, it, yeah. the race didn't come up again in the, the rest of the movie. Um, so, but it was that, that one little cringe moment that I'm like, Oh, was 2005 that long ago where you, <laughs> I don't, you yeah. could ask the little black kid to give up his seat at the front of the bus. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe God. everybody was so woke that it just didn't even occur to them i don't know but yeah maybe it's it's, I, it's, I, it's a comment on me that yeah. i that i saw it that way so I'll, yeah me i like the uh one of my favorite parts was just when he drops when he drops them off at school and he's like obviously oh you're 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 will stronghold oh my gosh you know i, I you know like it, everybody has that reaction to him when they find out who he is uh especially the sidekick teacher which is so funny that that moment is uh is hilarious yeah uh, that dave foley was dave, dave foley, foley yeah. was his dad's sidekick for <laughs> what 20 years or 10 years or something and he's like and what, he, he oh, never mentioned me never, my dad never mentioned you he's like really that uh oh okay well and then and, and 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 so he shouldn't that's uh you know it just tries to spin it like it, yeah it didn't crush him but ron uh but ron wilson i love the bus driver business card the, yeah when he's like if if you ever have a problem Call me Ron Wilson, bus driver, <laughs> and he holds yeah. out. It's like that's part, like it's part of the name, like someone who's always got to remind yeah. you that they're a PhD or something or Esquire. It's Ron Wilson, <laughs> yeah, bus driver, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. When I like, there's another. Little. So we've got like the main scenes with Ron Wilson. It's that first scene, that first day of school, the trip in, and also he's sort of the 
for the for the students, it's I guess there's no there isn't like a superhero middle school or you know I mean, I guess it would make sense yeah. since the people you know if you um, you know if you're bitten by a radioactive insect or you fall into a vat of chemicals like you get your powers right away if you don't yeah. die but if you're if you're uh, like I guess what what they call in the Marvel universe a mutant if you're born with the powers they generally come out at puberty which I guess makes sense you wouldn't start training until high school. So he's like their first introduction to this greater world of of the super out, superhero kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, life they lead. But so there's that 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 you know that main bus ride, that main scene in the beginning, and then he comes in at the end. He plays a part at, in the the final battle as well. Yeah, he saves the day. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Hey, all right. Um, but then there's like a couple little scenes where it's like 10, 20 seconds where they just kind of flash back to, you know, just flash to, um, you know, different days during the school year and different bus rides. And there's one, so there's a couple, there's a couple punk kids, like kind of, they kind of bad guys yeah. or, or bad seeds. Um, speed and, uh, what was he? Lash. I like that. Uh, yeah. Speed. speed I like Lash. that speed was, he's a speedster, but he's kind of a thick, a thick dude. You know, most of the most of the speedsters are always like really ectomorphically thin, and they're real sprinters. But this was like a a pretty thick bully, but he had mm-hmm. the speed powers. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Like, well, yeah, I like that. It was like it kind of played against types because Speed and Lash yeah. are sort of the two school bullies, and they're like an Oliver and Hardy kind of. You know, yeah. one's tall yeah. and thin, and one's a yeah. little more stocky. But it's yeah, the the stocky guy who's fast, which I guess makes sense. It's it's a superhero power. It's not dependent on his yeah, actual physique exactly. or, but uh, there's one scene where they, they're, they're, they're picking on Ron Wilson. Um, they don't respect the bus driver the way we do. And they, they steal yeah. his hat. And then, you know, the, the one, um, that's right. So Lash is like a elastic man. Lash can stretch his arms. And then uh, the um, speed is, is fast. So he's, he, so Lash steals the hat, gives it to speed. Who's running around so fast that you can't get the hat back. Um, yeah. And then Will, our hero, of course, stands up, says, hey, you know, stands up for Ron Wilson bus driver. It says, give the hat back. And um, they throw the hat in the mud. And he's got that great line. If you're not going to respect me, respect the hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the, like the earnestness with which he delivered. It. Yeah. Like you think like, well, that's his whole uh, his strength as a performer. That actor there is he's always so earnest like there's not too much of a you know a wink towards the camera there's a lot of like the more serious you are as a comedic actor like the funnier it is Mm -hmm. like like if you're if you're like kind of wiggling like you know the joke you know or you're you're saying like oh this is going to be hilarious then it's not going to be nearly as funny if you're or if you're if you're doing a performance that you know everybody's going to laugh at because you're just so hilarious it's not going to be as funny but if you really commit to the character and the character is ludicrous, but you give it all of your serious all, then it's like 10 times more hilarious. And that's, and that's what he does here. He's just really committed. You know, he's not being, uh, it's not light comedy. He's all in mm-hmm. and it's, it's so much better. You really respect the guy. You really, yeah. you want him, you want him to succeed. He's a, he's, he's so, he's so good too. And as a, as a, yeah, I I mean just as a personal connection. I I uh, told you guys my dad was a bus driver, right? Yeah, yeah, so I wanted that's thank you for bringing that up. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. So, yeah, what's 
your connection to to bus driving and, and does that give you a different um you know a different insight into ron wilson as a character having grown up with a bus driver in the family for sure uh my dad grew up in glasgow and he used to drive the double deckers and he, when he moved over here to canada canada he got a job driving the buses here uh and in vancouver and he used to he would always have funny stories there was bad stories of course like you know <laughs> driving the bus especially through certain parts of town is uh is always going to be an adventure but he you know he would laugh at like little cars that would try to cut him off like little <laughs> little miatas that would just like zip in front of him he's like dude i would like kill everyone in your car and wreck your car and i would have to replace the front panel on the bus and be back on the road like tomorrow like you don't <laughs> what are you doing what you're doing is so this is a 10 ton vehicle who, who are you trying to cut off you know like so he was uh a very a very good uh very good bus driver and and you know really good record and he was really good at what he did but one of my favorite things that he did was are you guys going to go through the honeymooners or are you only doing movies I, you know what? I, I didn't think we were going to do the honeymooners. Like, I don't know, maybe too obvious. Well, too obvious. But yeah. I mean, probably like, I mean, we, we, we've talked about some TV shows. We talked about Otto from the Simpsons, Simpsons, but uh, I mean, yeah. Ra Ralph Crandon, probably the most famous bus driver uh, of all time. What? He's like a patron saint, mm -hmm. right? And one thing like in the same way that uh, Ed Norton there, his uh, Ralphie boy, you yeah. know, his, uh, his friend in the honeymooners, he's like the patron saint of sewer workers right, right. in the same way that like Cliff Clavin is the patron <laughs> saint of, of, of mail carriers, mail right? Carriers, like, yeah. you know, when you think of that profession, you think of those guys cause they're the ones that, that did it. And, but my dad, uh, they were giving out name tags for, for bus drivers and, uh, just as a lark on the form for the name tag, uh, he put in Ralph Cramden instead of his name <laughs> and uh no one noticed and they sent him the ralph the ralph Cramden <laughs> name tag so he wore that proudly uh as he was driving around the city and i just very occasionally a customer an older customer would be like oh wait ralph Cramden? that ah good one <laughs> nice so this little easter egg for the occasional rider yeah i'm sure that would cause some double takes oh that'd be hilarious yeah yeah that's good that's a nice touch so that's my that's my connection to bus drivers. It, it runs in the it runs in the blood. Some people have a real allergy to buses. You know, they mm -hmm. have a real like, oh man, I don't ever want to take the bus. But I got. I mean, no I always thought it was so it. dangerous. With oh, nothing yeah? separating you from everybody. Well, these days, definitely. But yeah, back in the day, I don't know. That's just Maybe. it's a way to sort of get to know your community, I guess. I don't know, and it helps if you have a good transit system. You know, like I went down to Los Angeles and there's like one bus every two hours, you know, and like nobody takes it. And I'm like, this is appalling. Oh my gosh, I get it now. This is, and that's the way the city was designed, right? But then when you get with New York and packing everybody into the into the subway, like that's the that's the way it was designed. That you can either design a city to have massive public transit, or you can design a city to have no public transit. And uh, yeah, so that you got to do at the beginning. It's the one reason why we can't just make a lot of trains happen in North America all of a sudden is because you have to build a country around it. You can't just add trains, you know, so uh it's probably the same with a lot of a lot of public transit. But bus drivers are heroes to me. I think they're all a a really a really wild subsection of uh of they're they're almost public servants in a way, you know, they're just 
Oh yeah, they're yeah. really doing they're really doing a grueling a grueling amazing job, and they get subjected to I think a lot of abuse on the daily. And uh, yeah, they're warriors. They really got to suit up every morning and like, okay, here we go. What's this yeah. going to be like? Especially if you've got like a, a downtown core route, you know. And yeah, the, I think Sean, that's kind of what we we've been saying through all four of these episodes. That was kind of our our thesis that it's a tough job and you're here to do it. Well, you see Ron Wilson, right? He gets nothing but lip from uh, like a good 25% of the kids. Mm -hmm. They're all just uh, teasing him. And he's got to be like, well, I take pride in my profession. Mm -hmm. I'm Ron Wilson, bus driver. You know, he's got to just, I don't care, water off a duck's back. And nobody's got to, because they say, they mentioned that, and I, I wish, I mean, I guess they never, they can't, but I love that they mentioned that his parents were both massively superpowered, like uh, like uh, like the stronghold couple, like Jetstream and Commander. Yeah, and the the Commander. And so, but they don't. They never mention who Ron Wilson's parents are or mm-hmm. were. So I I like to believe that it's uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. I like to believe <laughs> that it's some some just mega powerful couple, and they ended up having Ron Wilson to their to their prob- probably to their chagrin like can you imagine if you were that powerful and you had a, a a normal human baby like yeah that would be that would be an interesting movie i'm sure i'm sure his parents are very proud oh yeah yeah i hope so i hope they are and how many uh, other movies would have had the bus driver could you could almost just be a throwaway character and here yeah. they really go with it to have him involved in the plot, yeah, that it wasn't just uh, some color for the beginning, you know, it wasn't just like a, a cameo or whatever. He's mm-hmm. he's part of the movie. And it's great. Yeah. It's really great. I'm really happy they did that. Yeah, he's a little bit. It's it's as I you know mentioned earlier. It's, he's a little bit just Mister Expedition uh, Exposition. Um, oh for, sure, yeah. For for the introduction for those students on their first day at at Sky yeah. High, but then. Through the course, they works, they they like, do flesh yeah. out the character through the course of the movie. Like they just they don't leave it. They could have just kind of left it at that, and you never really see him again. Or you know maybe he's giving the kids a, a ride to the prom or something. But uh, yeah, they they really do flesh out the character. And and uh, you know I don't want to we don't want to I don't want to go into detail um, if in case there's anyone who hasn't seen the movie, so we don't spoil it completely. Yeah, sure, but he yeah. does he does play a, a key role. In the in the final battle, and really, uh, you know, comes into his own. If you haven't and seen it, a nice rent little. It. It's a good. It's on Disney Plus too. Or, or get that. it off Disney Plus. Yeah, there's a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like one of those, like after the movie, mm-hmm. you know, like a little epilogue, a little denouement. You know, yeah, like a little where where are they now? I thought, I loved his little little where are they now? A uh, little little bit at the end because he he ends up becoming a hero. Not to well, I don't want to get into spoilers, but uh, there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, I it's, it's so, not really. Some not some would say he was a hero the whole time, but uh, he was. He, he, he was gets some powers. I don't think that. I don't think yeah. that's giving away too much. No. Well, no, but I just love that he still wears the bus driver's uniform after he gets his powers. He still wears the bus driver's uniform when he's uh, when he's fighting crime. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. Well, awesome. like you hey, said, he's, I mean, he's got a lot of pride. Yeah, he's got a lot of pride. And that would, yeah, right. He wears it with with honor and pride. You know, he wouldn't change his his uniform just because he got powers later in life. No way. 
as I like that, there's a little bit of a Kids in the Hall reunion there. I don't know if you guys were familiar with the sketch comedy show Kids in the Hall from back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm, I was a big Kids in the Hall fan. Yeah, so nice to have David Foley and Kevin McDonald back on the screen together. Yeah, I mean, you see, we, we talked about uh, David Foley. Yeah, Kevin McDonald is the, um, what, the, the mad science teacher. Yeah, with the giant, giant hand. He's got the giant, uh, the giant brain. <laughs> because he's smart, of course. He's got the. Of yeah. course, of course. Um, but and, and totally, you know, playing with type with the, the type of characters he would play in Kids of the Hall. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, uh, really, really good. Let's see, uh, oh, and the soundtrack. Oh, I like the soundtrack. I, I think we may have to, this may be one of those movies that we have to revisit. Um, yeah. If we do a series of shows just on soundtracks. Mm. Um, Good idea. Because th- it's, uh, I mean, I, I, I wonder what, what kids would have thought of this in 2005 when it came out. Because it's all like 80s hits, all stuff for when I was in high school. But yeah. they're covers by but they're covers by yeah. two thousand bands, you know, by your not not the number two thousand, not that many bands, but from the the two thousand years or yeah, you know, the first decade of the twenty first century. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it's ev- everyone wants to rule the world, uh, can't stop the world from the go gos. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got Devo songs. You've got um, just yeah, just uh, all these like eighty hits. <laughs> But yeah. with 2005 covers. It's like you're making them current, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're pitching it to the parents. You know, like I was not, I was not really, there's, a, there's a, a thing in this movie where it's almost got a mature level of comedy to it that, uh, that almost is like, I, I, not like mature, like dirty jokes, but mm-hmm. just there's, a, there's, some, there's some parts of it that I'm like, are you, who's this movie for? Right. You know, it was like with Osmosis with Osmosis Jones, right? You know, I'm right. like, is yeah, this for yeah. Fairly Brothers fans or is this for little kids or is it for both? Because that's a weird Venn diagram, and it was kind of like that with uh, with this movie too, which might have been part of why it didn't do that great. It was because I was like, are you trying to put a foot in both worlds, or uh, or or who exactly is this for? Which I I sort of got that feel. Like I love the film, but I I sort of it's a a bit of a strange creature in that in that way. And I, I think it works. I mean, I don't know from the other end. I, I presume, uh, you know, an early teenager, a tween, or maybe even younger, would would like this film. And then as an adult, I would, I'd assume so. Yeah, I liked it. I, I think it at least on that side. You know, the 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 foot on that side works, and it's got a lot of little smart things. Like, yeah, I think it's the first scene in the cafeteria, and that the kids are talking, and it's you know. The, the politics of where you sit and who sits with whom at, you know, in, at the, in, in the lunchroom at high school. But then in the background, there's a little thing like um, there's an announcement, uh, the cafeteria requests sidekicks stop ordering hero sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. That's <laughs> yeah. Good. It's just little stuff in the background like that, where it's like, and it's, it's yeah. It, I think it's, I think that's mature that like that kind of wit, not, it's not yeah. blue. It's not right. You know, it's, yeah. it's not explicit mature, but I, it's smart and it's kind of, Oh wow. That's it's clever. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, yeah, that nails it. That's kind of like what I was talking about. And I like that everybody seemed to be on the same page in terms of tone. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there was that movie, the spirit 
that was uh, uh that came out after Sin City. Yeah, and I saw uh, it. and it was it was I I really didn't care for it, but one of the problems with it was there seemed to be like two or three actors that knew what movie they were making and then mm-hmm. a bunch of other actors that didn't. Like they thought they were making Die Hard and it was like no, you're making a very silly film. This is a silly movie. Like you, you, you kind of have to go with one or the other. So, but if you've got half of your, I remember I saw a Shakespeare production once, and you could tell that all the different actors, some of them were very classic Elizabethan British Shakespearean actors, and some of them were like new school Shakespearean actors that were trying to make it all Kenneth Branagh and you know, relatable and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and with, you know, modern day cadences. And it was a real mishmash. It was a real car crash. It was a really like, oh, what's, I don't really know what I'm watching here. And I, I sort of felt like that about the spirit, but I didn't feel like that about Sky High. Everybody in the, in the cast seems to really like know exactly what they're making and know exactly where the humor is coming from. It's like thematically just very, or just, well, not thematically, but it's just a very cohesive film in that way with its tone. And I really, I really appreciate that because there's a few people, like some of the actors could have been more slapsticky. Some of them could have been more, Oh, superhero film. I gotcha. And I'd be like, mm, not exactly. You know, like, so it's uh, I'm, it was a really good, I think job probably just down to the direction of communicating to everybody exactly what kind of film they were going for. All this, all the side characters seem to be just having a whale of a time, McCloris Leachman and, and uh, you know, all the other character actors that we mentioned, they seem to be just having a ball. You know, and oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's uh, she's really good in it too. Shout out to uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was, was great, and also um, Danielle Panabaker. Um, oh, okay, should should mention her, and and I wasn't like it's one of those things where I didn't realize as I'm watching because she she looks so different, but so she you know she kind of continued in the superhero vein and she's killer frost in like all the cw shows she's been in the flash and supergirl and arrow oh no way yeah oh excellent i haven't seen too many of those so. yeah oh, good. I've, I've well, i'm glad good. to hear it uh, i've heard really middle I've, <laughs> I've heard some back and forth middling to fair reviews but but yeah so know, she's kind of stuck with yeah she's day. um caitlin snow slash killer frost so she kind of stuck with the uh, the hero hero thing uh nice. made a little career out of it yeah nice um so yeah sky high great movie great bus driver great That's bus right. driver ron wilson fantastic i'd let him uh drive my bus any day yeah <laughs> so any 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 final thoughts before we we close out this episode uh just that it was I'm just very happy to be invited to be here. This is a, a wonderful film for me. I love his character. I love bus drivers. And, uh, you know, more power to the bus drivers of the world. Mm-hmm. I think they're uh, a different breed, and I wish them all the best. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Absolutely. Uh, so, so Duncan, if if folks want to hear more, uh, you know, more of your, your scintillating opinions and uh, fascinating insight... <laughs> Uh, you've got an, you've got a, a podcast of your own. Where where can folks find you? Well, they can find me at tronologicallyspeaking.com, which is uh, a, a good place to go. But I'm also uh, also check out Tronologically Speaking on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, uh, whatever 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 your 
your your thing is in terms of listening to that sort of thing and it's uh breaking down the movie the 1982 movie tron one minute at a time by doing a, an episode of each minute of the film so there will be 96 minutes mm-hmm. 96 episodes uh, the last one will air in september but uh come on along and join us programs and enjoy yeah. this fantastic film from 1982 yeah another a, another great film that was ahead of its time in in many ways oh, way way like <laughs> this the things they did on that movie will never be done again because they mm-hmm. were way too labor intensive yeah. they broke so much <laughs> ground and then the stuff they explored yeah way like almost definitively ahead of its time yeah. So uh, th- thank you again. Thank you very much for Duncan oh, for joining welcome. us. Thank you, Brian, for, for bringing this great movie to my attention. You're welcome. Um, I enjoyed it. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening us to us, to us talk about it. Uh, of course you can find us where we're next scene podcast. We're at nextscenepod.com and, and next scene pod on all your social medias. And we will see you next time on the next scene.